Ho, 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 lesbians. <laughs> we know you're out there. Hello, ho, ho, hoes. Um, <laughs> happy holidays. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're back again, and it hasn't been nine months. Yeah, <laughs> so as you can see, we're stepping our pussies up. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it has been. We'll release this in December 2021. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And it will still be relevant, I'm sure. Exactly, because today we are going to give our take on the Hulu Dyke Christmas movie. Perhaps you've heard of it. (laughs) Called The Happiest Season, and I mean, it has now entered my uh, annual, it will be part of my annual watching season. It's right alongside there with Carol, aka the literal only other Christmas movie. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. With lesbians in it. Yeah, I'm sure someone will. There, I'm sure there's some like, sure. obscure movie where there was like a wreath in the background of one scene. And it's like, yep, that. that <laughs> I thought you were going to say Aretha Franklin. I was like, I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that for sure. <laughs> totally. Um, It'd probably be better than this one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I, so I, I feel like um, my learning of the existence or, or forthcoming existence of this movie and then me watching it happened really quickly. Like, I think, mm. like, in the course of, like, it was, like, a month where it was, like, there's going to be a lesbian Christmas movie. And then it's, like, it's coming out on, on Thanksgiving. It came out on Thanksgiving. On and I was, like, oh. It came oh. out on Thanksgiving, but Harper didn't. <laughs> yeah, unlike Harper, this movie came out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we, Jill and I actually watched this together on Thanksgiving. Yes, we did. It was it was a really, it was a true moment of thanks. <laughs> um but yeah, when I heard about it, I was like, cool. And I feel like it has elicited such strong reactions. Yes, as lesbian movies that are, you know, geared towards lesbians often do. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of processing of this movie on social media, yeah, I will say. It, it even elicited a stronger reaction in me than I thought it would. Like, granted, we were a few uh, beverages in because it was, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner when I saw this. And that tryptophan was hitting. Yes. Yeah. We were under the influence of tryptophan and a little bit of alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember there were like moments when like both myself and Leah were like yelling at the television. Like I was like being like, no, what? What the fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, like getting really mad. And the two other people watching it, Lori and our friend Caitlin, I don't think they were paying as close of attention or no. are just like not as prone to righteous indignation or both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like, can you shut up so we can watch this? And yes. I was like, I will not. We're trying to feel good and we're like, I'm sorry, that's just not <laughs> going to be possible here. So, I mean, well, first off, perhaps we should like express a caveat that if you loved the happiest season, you know, that's great and okay for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I I think I uh, have given the wrong impression of my uh, take on this movie because I, I, I don't come down as hard on it as a lot of other people do. And it's because of my extremely low expectations coming into it. <laughs> yes. But, like, when I heard about it, how, when I heard about it, what I thought, what I envisioned in my mind was a really shitty Hallmark Christmas movie, but just with two lesbians. So, like, the fact that, like, 
uh, the main characters are, are, you know, both like these like kind of like upper class white women. Like yeah. I was like, well, duh, of course I expected that because look at every Hallmark movie. Like I, yes. I wasn't expecting it to be a good movie. Or I'll like be... diverse or like yeah. representational really yeah, like, or intersectional in any kind of fucking yeah, way. Like I was already expecting, like my bar was already down there yes. because I was just in my mind thinking, think of a shitty Hallmark Christmas movie that's kind of like potato chips. It's junk food. It's you know. It's, it's yeah. It might be enjoyable. I thought you said potato chips, and I just like was like yeah. A ship full of potatoes. <laughs> uh, two ships of potatoes passing in the night. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. I mean, it it veered from the traditional Hallmark movie formula. Like it would have been fucking better if Harper was this like big city executive businesswoman who hated Christmas and Abby right. was this fucking country bumpkin who like showed her the true meaning of Christmas or whatever. Yeah, she like, like shows up and like fixes Harper's tire when Harper's trying to get back to the city. Yeah. And you know, they and fall in love and Harper sticks around to like bake cookies. And totally. And in many ways I think that formula would have been more palatable, you know? Yeah, I kind of wish it were that formula. And like... Because it wouldn't have been about like... Here's a lesbian movie that reflects on, like, <coughs> lesbian-specific problems. Like, I almost wanted it to be more generic of a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, and the lesbianism expected. to be incidental to the fucking plot. Yeah, I thought it was just, like, you know, switch out the straight people for lesbians. And yeah. That sort of, and, like, I wasn't... So, <laughs> it's funny when you mentioned, like, uh, you weren't expecting it to, uh, you know, bring that into the plot. It's almost, like, part of it is almost, like... Now, is it un- too unrealistic or does it hit too close to home in all the wrong ways? Is it like <laughs> almost intentionally triggering? And is the way in which like you speak to and access and tap into the language of like being a lesbian and being a queer woman, like does it have to be inherently triggering like that? Mm. And like where is the line between like portraying a realistic scenario, which like in many ways that did, and we can get into that more later, sure. and like presenting something that's supposed to be a feel-good holiday movie. And I'm not speaking for everyone when I say it was triggering, but it was triggering to me. I was like yelling at the TV both of the times yeah. that I watched it. I don't find myself often getting triggered, but I was also yelling at the television. I was very surprised by my reaction because I usually don't react. And even now, like, in the aftermath, I'm like, whatever, it's just a stupid movie. Yeah. But, like, I was, I surprised myself. Maybe it was, like, the, like, half bottle of Prosecco I drank with dinner. But I was <laughs> very surprised at my own reaction. I don't I got know. angry. Like, I got, I got, like, very angry watching it. <laughs> yeah, and I watched it a second time when I was just like drinking coffee, and yeah. I and I was like stoned, and I remained angry. I I actually I I it was I was able to digest it a lot better. Leave the it to time. us to watch a feel good <laughs> day. Get fucking angry about it. <laughs> I, like and like I thought like even when I started watching it, the second time I watched it, I like immediately picked up on like problematic shit from Harper right at the beginning. Right, right, I right, was right, thinking right that too. And I, like, I was also thinking like, do you think that was like confirmation bias on our part? Like we went in watching it for the second time, expecting it to be shitty. So we were like paying even closer attention to all of the ways in which it was problematic. Um, I think a little bit. I, um, but at first 
the first time watching it, I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be like a little comedy of errors, you know, like yeah. she's not out, but she has to pretend and, you know, they're going to be making out in a utility closet or something and oh my God, they almost get caught and like, that wasn't it either. Like, I like I was just like, I could deal with like, you know, K-Stu's coming home to this chick's and like she's and not the out, parents but like are awful. knows that or you know you know what I mean like, or like Kesu is like so righteous in her indignation or like starts pranking the family yeah. it's like more of like an active participant in what's happening to her yeah a lot of my issue with this movie had to do with the fact that Kesu's character was just really kind of passive like in situations where if it were me in her place I would have been like fuck this oh, I'm yeah. getting the fuck out of here and it like would have been like if not an argument, then like at least an intense discussion. Oh, she yeah. was just like, "Oh, it's okay, you know." I love you. Text me when you get home. Yeah, no, I fuck was like, that. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, let's say, for yeah. example, or this is another way I was looking at it. Like, if you can't put yourself in these people's shoes, imagine if it was like your best friend or your friend, and your best friend was Casey, and this happened to them. Yeah, wouldn't no, you be mad? No, you would teach. The You'd be like, "Tell me that motherfucker." The, the, the yeah, that's apparently, true. Yeah, apparently that's true. In this in this fantasy, that's what that's what best friends do. <laughs> but uh, so I guess like if we want to kind of like rewind to the start of the movie, yeah, let's do I, that. Like, I thought the opening credits were cute. You know, like the cheesy like <laughs> illustrated stills, and they're like almost Norman Rockwelly. Like that's a good way to like introduce one to like, hey, it's this is gonna be a, a corny Christmas, yes, fuzzy warm fuzzy movie, and like and it kind of like very quickly catches you up on, like, how long they've been together, blah, 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 Sure, blah. it does a great job in setting the tone. And, like, that first scene, we see Harper forcing Abby up on the roof, that- which is such a fucking metaphor for the whole movie. She's <laughs> yeah. like, here, climb up here really high, but it's going to be dangerous, and I might strand you. Yeah, and I'm you. not going to tell you what I'm doing until yes. I'm doing it. And, t- and yeah. then you're going to be, like, dangling off the roof, like, <laughs> fighting for your own life. Yeah. You know, very much, like, alone on that ledge, which... Yeah. It's a theme that carried through the film. Yeah, so we quickly go from like these cute, like almost like babysitters club book cover looking like opening credits. I love that. uh, To Harper, basically like yeah, just like acting extremely impulsive without a care in the world for her partner. Just extremely self-centered decision. Yes. So that will be an ongoing thing throughout the movie. Is her only thinking about herself. And her inability to listen to her partner when her partner is saying something. Like, I think they've been dating for a year. Yes. I realized through watching the course of this movie that, like, K-Stu's character is not somebody who's, like, really confrontational and is, like, really good at saying when something is bothering her. She's, like, more subtle about it because she says to Harper in the beginning, like, I'm not into Christmas. I would just rather stay home and take care of people's pets. And Harper does not hear her when she she says that. She legit interrupts her to put her on a roof. Yes. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's, so, that's my first note is like, she doesn't listen to Abby talking about her feelings on Christmas and instead cuts her off to drag her on a roof. And like, her feelings, let's be clear that Abby's feelings on Christmas are largely predicated by the fact that both of her parents are fucking dead. It's not like she's just like an arbitrary Grinch who hates Christmas. Like, she has like serious and sensitive reasons for it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And she's trying to be like, well, I love that you love Christmas. And Abby's like, yes, I also love that I love Christmas. Anyway, let's go on a roof. And then she fucking like 
again, another impulsive, thoughtless thing is, so she had li- she has lied. She has been lying since the summer. Since the summer, yeah. For so she's been lying for fucking six months to her girlfriend, who she lives with, that she came out to her parents, and then impulsively just invites her, and not just invites her, but like tries to push her into coming home to her parents, who she's not out to, who she lied about all of this to her girlfriend. Like, that is extremely fucked up and shows, like... And kind of, like, narcissistic. Like, what is wrong with you? What the fuck? Like, you know you're not out to them. And you also know you've been lying about it. And you're like, well, I love Christmas, so come home with me. Like, does does your brain not work? Are you not thinking, like, like is there an actual issue in this woman's brain? Like, um, that's what I'm wondering. Is there some untreat, something untreated happening? Perhaps it's, like, narcissistic personality <laughs> disorder. I feel like she is so invested in the experience of herself and the experience of her own life. Like, granted, right, she's, like, occupying two different worlds throughout this whole movie. And it's, like, the fact that there's no shaded area, as I often say, in the Venn diagram between her worlds, that's a problem. Like, they're trying to merge. She's trying to keep them apart. But, like, the consistent theme is, like, she really, in both of those worlds, she, like, only fucking thinks about herself and her own experience and her own feelings. Yeah, Abby's, like, a prop. It's, like, you view her as a real human who, like, maybe deserve some consideration. Yeah. And so, like, the next day, I just, like, you could see her, like, maybe, like, almost try to retract the invitation, which is what she should have done. She should have apologized, been like, listen, I'm not I need to, like, come clean with you on this. Yes. Like, and, like, you know, I don't want to leave you alone on Christmas if you don't want, you know, like, let's talk through this and, like, she could have stayed home. With her best friend. Yeah, with her roommate. Attract people. Total. What? Oh, oh! You meant Harper could have stayed home. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Harper could like that's like just stay home with your girlfriend. Say you're fucking sick or something. But like the coronavirus is on the heels of like wherever (laughs) it is that you live. Talk about that now. Yeah, people are having these huge gatherings during a pandemic. (laughs) I know. I didn't see one motherfucking mask in that whole film. (laughs) Um, But but yeah. So like I I. You know me, I'm pretty liberal with my giving the benefit of the doubt. To yes, people. you are. Much like, more liberal than me. Because I'm immediately like, mm, fuck that bitch. She's dead to me so forever. Like, I understand <laughs> that, like, you know, Harper might need to go home for Christmas because she has these family obligations. Sure. Her dad not, is running for yeah. the captain of the Titanic, is running for mayor or whatever. <laughs> I even understand that she's maybe she's not out to them. Like, it's just the way she handles it with her girlfriend, which is. That's what I think is yes. extremely fucked up and indicative of issues with her character. Her like not with her not with malignant her, like, selfishness. Exactly. It's like it's not it has nothing to do with her life situation. Because a lot of people have that life situation and aren't completely thoughtless and cruel with their partners. Right. Like if you expect understanding from your partner, you still have to work with your partner and cooperate with your partner to respect their boundaries. Like you you as a couple need to decide you know, give 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 Kristen Stewart the chance yes. to decide what she's okay with. Yes. Give her all of the information and let her decide for herself. And I think, like you said, it's important to note that we're not clocking the situation of Harper not being like a grown-ass woman and not being out to her parents. Like, yeah. that is understandable. Absolutely. Coming out is an individual thing. In many situations, it can be a dangerous thing. Like, yeah. Harper can only win her parents' love by, like, achieving something and being the golden child. Yeah. So, like... We get all of that. My heart 
totally goes out to her with that. However, However, if you are going to like take on the responsibility of being in a committed queer partnership, there are certain things that come with it that, in like my opinion, are non-negotiable. And if I was going anywhere with my partner to their family gathering and they told me in the car on the way there <laughs> yeah, that out. they weren't out, that would have been catastrophic I'd and be like, like okay well turn the car turn around. this bitch the fuck around or i will wait on the side of the road you're getting me an I uber continue on uber, your way we'll get the bill for the thousand dollar uber yes and we're gonna have to have a lot of talking when you get home i'm gonna stay with dan levy and like get high on the couch and have like a really order chinese takeout or whatever the fuck i'm sure they would have had a great time absolutely it sounds i'm ugh hell of a lot more fun than I would love to spend any holiday getting high on the couch with Dan Levy and ordering (laughs) Chinese takeout (laughs) yeah exactly so yes red flag number like 73 three minutes into the movie yeah she does she springs it on on Abby in the car on the way there that she's not out like like that the morning after she impulsively pushed her pushed Abby into coming Abby like was like, you know what? I want to come now. Yeah, like, and then yeah, totally. That, that was the moment to say, you know what? I was impulsive. I got overexcited in the moment because I love you and I love Christmas so much. But this is the actual situation. What do you want to do? Yes, that's that's what should have happened. That's what should have happened. Like I read this quote somewhere that said, "Every." passing moment is a chance to turn it all around and like Harper just let all of those moments go by and I will say that we posted on our Instagram story like please hit us with your hot takes about this movie and five people said it gave them get out vibes did you see get out that Um, horror movie no I haven't I'm I'm aware of it and I'm aware of the premise and I I I, I get I get it yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) like again like I think a quote in the car was like there, there was a quote that said, it's five days. How bad can it be? Like, that sounds like an extremely ominous warning. Yes, they're setting, <laughs> and had that turned into like a horror movie, I mean, it was a horror movie of sorts, but it was a horror movie that lacked awareness that it was a horror movie, which was like, didn't work well in its favor. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, and I think we're going in like chronological here because we both took detailed notes <laughs> as we watched this movie, which I love, but when Abby gets there, Everyone, every member of Harper's family triggers her about her parents' death. They're like, oh, you're a fucking orphan? Like, she gets called an orphan eight times. Her mom thinks she's like Oliver Twist and never had a goddamn Christmas. Is like eating porridge out of a shoe. Yeah, like fucking Miss Hannigan let her out for the day. Yeah, Jesus, seriously. <laughs> you know? And like, like meanwhile, she, she's a PhD student at Carnegie Mellon and's like, I mean, regardless if she had a troubled upbringing, she didn't. Like, they treat her like shit because her parents died and, like, keep reminding her of it over and over. Yeah. Who are these fucking terrible people? Like, who? Me? Like, like I have a dead dad. When I meet people and they find out I have a dead dad, they're not like... They don't make it, like, the topic of the conversation. Like, so, grew up without a dad, huh? So, no dad. So, what was it like when he died? So, how did Bet you ate a lot of gruel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what? Like, like, no one does that, ever. Like, people are way tiptoe around it way more than I think they should with me. Right, yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm like, nah, talk about my dead dad, it's fine. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, seriously. Don't be like, so you're kind of almost a bastard. No. Yeah. <laughs> How is that, what What does that feel like? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, something I noticed, so, so, okay, so they get there, lots of weird 
orphan reference. Like, who uses the word orphan anyway? Like, yes, do people seriously. still use that word? Like, again, it only when it's like prefaced role. by the adjective like Dickensian. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, but what really irked me is when Harper tells Chris. Kristen tells Abby that she can't be out. Like, that's another one where I'm like, nope, nope, you have no right. Like, you have a right to not be out. That's your right. Yes. And we can navigate that. If I were dating someone that wasn't out, I would, you know, I don't think, I don't think someone not being out would be a 100% deal breaker for me. No, it wouldn't. But but they would have to be willing to communicate. Yeah. And we would have to navigate that as a couple. However, no one is telling me I can't be out. No. Nobody like, puts baby back in the closet. Yeah, like I'll make that decision for myself if I if if we're in a situation where it is unsafe for and me to I will, also be out. Yes. But that will be my decision. And I want you to decision. give me the option of making the decision. Yeah. So Harper tells Abby that she can't be out and gay. And then in like the next sentence says, Well, don't lie. I don't want you to lie, she says. Well, okay, that's exactly what you just asked her to do. Yes. And, yes like that 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 was like i think that was the first time where i like got a little angry because it was like you're dragging her here you can't no you don't you don't get to say that like nope sorry but at the same time her girlfriend is like really passive and like kind of culpable in the whole thing like i get that she really loves harper and she wants to propose to her but she doesn't put up much of a fight me and courtney Dudley were talking about this and we were like oh girl we would have been out of there within the first five minutes or like I don't know if I would have fucking tucked and rolled out of that car me too it would have been that would have been grounds for getting into an argument with your partner like not that I'm trying to condone that type of fighting but the holidays are like an emotionally charged time for everybody. Like they yeah. just are. Yeah. And if you're trying to put me in first, I especially find out that you're you've been, an orphan. No. Especially if you're an orphan. <laughs> and then you find out your girlfriend has been lying to you for a year. And then she wants to shove you back into a closet. And then you're just like, kind of say, okay, fine. And go along with it. No, I would have been That's like, science fiction. I would have been like, pull off of this exit. There's a Taco Bell. You're paying for my Taco Bell, and then you're paying for my Uber home. Uh, have a nice life. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, like that. Like that was one shitty car ride that led to like a shitty meet my family. Also, they will treat you like shit. Also, like they treat our sister like shit. Like, what was up with like? I know. This is our totally normal creative person. Beautiful, like, but also quirky why is it Harper out to the quirky girl? Like. You could be out to her. Yes, yeah, seriously. She's safe to come and out she to. would keep your secret because she's like poor goddamn thing. He's like so starved for Potter love. Closet. Yeah, seriously. There <laughs> were like many closets and cupboards in this movie, and like Jane was in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was one of those moments where like I, I'm not a huge movie watcher, movie fan because I'm extremely nitpicky. I'm yeah. very much like. There's a continuity error. It totally takes me out of it. Where I'm yeah. like, That's completely unrealistic. Fuck that. And like. The whole, like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, there's a dog barking in there's my hallway. There's a dog literally screaming in Jill's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do we have to poke out our heads? Is that dog okay? Yeah, we'll hope so. Uh, <laughs> me, it's oh. like Abby screaming on the inside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Echoing off the marble walls. The dog has just been told it needs to stay closeted this holiday season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's not fucking having it, nor should it. Yeah, so I forgot where I was going with that, but something about... There's some, oh yeah, just something about the fact that like, I get that Harper 
has all these walls up around her family while at the same time being totally tethered to them. Like, and I, yes. and that's, that's got to be challenging. Um, but like, you can't be out to the weird sister. Like, that, like, that, are you sure you can't be out to the weird yeah. sister? Yeah, and, like, not to, like, jump ahead of ourselves, but in the end, it was, like, so easy for her to be an ally. We should have said there were many spoilers in this episode before we began it. We I could mean, put we'll, it in the we'll episode in description. The description. <laughs> but after they, like, ruined her gorgeous painting... Oh, that got... That, I just got the chills because that made me so upset. It, really and it was like, real. She's so she's so gifted. She's a writer. She's a gorgeous painter. They just smash it over her head. And then she's like, I'm still a gay ally with you. Yeah. What no, that, that really, Jane is too good for this earth. Yeah. <laughs> too good for that fucking... That really... I I have this weird... I, I don't know what it is. It's like almost like this like mammalian instinctive part of me where like if I'm watching well, I someone... I love the word mammalian. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mammalian stallion. <laughs> sure, I, I guess. <laughs> um, if I'm watching... Like that like brought out something... Like a visceral like... Yes. Like upset Need feeling. to like defend. Yeah, like because it was just like a piece of art that she created and she said she spent a hundred hours like making thoughtlessly it. destroyed and that like that really ignited something like i have this thing where like if i see like it's like if someone is holding an ice cream cone and drops it like <laughs> that that's it's the same feeling yeah and i don't know what it is it's like i want to cry it's like this it hits this really weird like almost chord. childlike part of yourself it's like an emotional funny bone where it's like i don't I know why it like hits me so hard so acutely this very mundane thing but like yeah. I, mean, I guess breaking a painting is different it was than not mundane yeah cream cone, but like sure. they both feel the same to me and it's in both, the like, grand scheme of things it's like an extremely acute pain and i don't know why i totally understand what you mean i wonder like if there's like a technical term for that I, 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 it, it it feels mammalian like it yeah. feels like it's like something in my like reptile brain that's yes. like left over it's like the same like I this, like, really primal s- empathy or something. Yeah, like, there's nothing sadder in the world to me. Like, there's nothing as sad as an uneaten meal. I Yes, I feel that, too. Like, I think that's, for me, because my grandparents grew up in the Great Depression. Maybe. And they were, like, never allowing me to, like, waste anything. Yeah, it's just, like, if someone gets really upset and, like, they're, like, I can't even eat this plate of food in front of me. Like, that, like, that... Is, it's I, devastating I, to yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know why. I love that. That's so sweet and endearing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very strange and mammalian. No, I love it. Using that word. <laughs> but uh, it's like, what's your nationality? It's mammalian. <laughs> Instead of Italian. <laughs> I'm a mammalian Italian. <laughs> Italian mammalian. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, so the breaking of the painting really hit me hard. I, I don't know, it almost hit me hard than, harder than anything than else. Than anything movie. else that like, happens like, in that movie. Fine, I'll get back in the Because closet, she's the only one you cared painting, about. I will break your face. <laughs> Seriously. And it was like this picturesque rendition of like Main Street. Like yeah. it was Rockwell esque. Like, yeah, Rockwellian. You know? <laughs> <Rockwellian>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, but let's Sorry. rewind it back <laughs> to the beginning of the movie because I want to discuss three points that are just screaming at me from my notes first off um they arrive and they immediately abby immediately has to go to dinner with harper's ex-boyfriend fucked up yeah then they find out the sister makes gift baskets for goop then (laughs) we find out that the dad's platform is based on family tradition and faith which means he's like definitely a republican yeah it was like the dog whistle like 
like, oh, he's running for office. Cool, cool. And like, usually there's, you know, like, I mean, and I don't think they did mention anything about parties, but like. They didn't have to. Yeah. And, Especially based on what happens at the end. Yeah. And so it's like anything that's like family values, like the dog whistle in my ear goes off where I'm like, homophobic, which is. So ridiculous because it's totally counter family val- to, to family values. Yes. But well, especially anyway. when you hear tradition and faith, it's like, yeah. oh, we hate gay people. Uh, yeah, it's like, okay, gotcha. I know what that means. I am not welcome in this home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see my way out. I'll now. be in the basement. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to steal all y'all's white elephant presents and uh, make my way out. Bye. Yeah. And that'll be that. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would like to say um, a brief a brief uh, side note of something I loved in the movie was um, uh, what was what was the, the gay BFF's name was it John maybe I just keep referring to him as Stan Levy all right yeah sure I really like there is a, a moment where he is doing a jigsaw puzzle and drinking wine and I too at that precise movement movement moment while I was watching the movie was drinking some wine and doing a cross I puzzle. love his a character a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, I you do, do both. I, I do both. Um, jigsaw puzzle usually pairs with wine for me, while crossword puzzle pairs with coffee. You can't really be watching something. Maybe it's not as conducing to watching something as doing a jigsaw puzzle is. Yeah, different. Part it's like of your reading brain. a book or something. Yeah, different yeah. part of your brain being used. Anyway, totally. I would just like to like see. I don't hate the movie because I love that. I don't hate the movie because I love that, and I want the best friend and Jane the sister to have their own spinoff because they ended up like. He was Jane's manager or something at the end. He was, like, sitting with her at the book signing table, which wasn't quite explained, but, like, made a lot of sense to me. Oh, yeah. I think, okay, I got it on the second view because, like, he mentioned something about, like, representing authors. Oh, so I think he's that, an agent? Yeah. Oh, so he's I, a gay-gent. He's a gay-gent. Uh, yeah, so that that actually, I was like, okay, that's cute. Like, I like that. I like the way they worked that in. Yeah, and like, she was telling him about her book, like, when he was, like, staying for the Christmas Yeah, they, like, they, like, bonded, and I kind of, I really liked that bond. I believed in the bond. Yes. Uh, see, we're, we're not here to shit on the movie. We're there were parts of bonds that were extremely believable, which is a perfect, perhaps, segue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Into Riley's character. Mm -hmm. So the fact, this is probably what I found to be like, to me, the most personally contentious contentious and not believable part of the movie was that Aubrey Plaza and Kristen Stewart didn't at least like make out. Yeah, they had chemistry. And I will say, I never, like, I'm not, I don't really pay attention to celebrities. I don't really do celebrity crushes. But I never once was like, oh, Aubrey Plaza, she would be a celebrity crush. Watching that movie, I was like, Oh, hello. She was so yeah, hot. She, she's in med school. She's and like she's like sexy funny and, funny and like will drink in a dive bar. Fun loving, likes to take you to drag shows. She, I would love to date Riley and, the, and Aubrey Plaza. And yeah. <laughs> and the purpose of her in that movie, like to me, was to provide a contrast to Harper. Like you can still be extremely successful and, you know, accomplish everything that you want to professionally and not worry so much and about Ri- and Riley is part of that world. Her parents, yeah, are exactly. Part of that, like they were at the country club, upper crust, like and and she's there and she's rolling her eyes and drinking free drinks, and but she's there and she's not not she's giving still, a fuck. Yeah, she's still being herself. Yes, and hitting on her ex girlfriend's current girlfriend, which I'm usually not a fan of. But uh, in this instance, I do make an exception. I loved it, and I loved when. 
um, Harper was like out buying wine with Jane and she sees like Abby and Riley like walking by in the village. And she has the gall to get pissed off. I know. I was like, no girl, like, mm-mm, you, you asked for this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So something what that else? I thought was telling, this is something that I haven't seen many people uh, talk about that um, it's interesting for me and another red flag about Harper is the non-existent relationship between Riley and Harper. But, because given, yes. their, given their backstory, right? They, yes. They, so they, they, they are co- college, excuse me. High school. High, high school girlfriends. And, and, and Harper really does Riley dirty. Shocker. Does um, Riley, like, I want to spend a little bit more time on that because she does Riley so dirty and, you know, like, kind of puts her in harm's way. Yeah. She outs her to the entire high school to save her own ass. I think... And in a way ke- that paints her as a creep. We keep making, like, forget, not us, but, like, many people are kind of making exceptions for Harper and, like... I forgive her of her situation, but to even do that in high school, like, that's such a serious, almost, like, act of violence to do to a person. And then to kind of, like, repeat that pattern in, like, your grown-up personal life. Yeah, I'm a lot more forgiving of shitty stuff that teenagers do because their frontal lobes are not formed. Sure, but (laughs) but that's that's extraordinarily shitty. That's, like, destroying somebody's entire experience and, like, making the place where they go to learn unsafe for them. And, like, I'm sure she didn't think all of it through. As a teenager, she was trying to save her own ass, and maybe we can forgive that teenage situation, but just the fact that she she didn't learn from that mistake... And that's that's where I'm going. Okay. the fact that they, they bump into um, Riley, I guess, at dinner for the first time, and uh, the introduction is made. And you can you kind of learn and or can tell throughout the movie that uh, that they don't Harper and Riley don't really have any kind of relationship. And Har- it, it looks like Riley just kind of tolerates Harper being there. And what that made me think was, okay, let's see. So if I'm Harper, and I have, like, a really powerful experience, but then in, in high school, and then do something really shitty, but then grow up and, like, become more comfortable in my own skin, and, like, you know, start dating Kristen Stewart, and... Yeah. <laughs> and, right? <laughs> and I'm, you know, now I'm a woman, and I guess, what are they supposed to be in their, like, mid to late 20s? Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. I think probably late 20s. So, so it's 10 years later, at least. You think... In that time, you do some type of mea culpa to this person yeah. who meant a lot to you, yes. whose life, who, who you did really something shitty to, and seeing the kind of person Riley is would probably have forgiven her, and like that could be your confidant. Like I, so it's the parallel to me watching Carol, which is something I do, was Sarah, <laughs> which is something I do. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship between Sarah Paulson. And Kate Blanchett's character. Yes. Oh, I they're, love that. They're exes, but there's this. They're they're exes, but they're confidants because they've been oh, through something yes. powerful together, and they don't have anyone else to really like, you know, 
to confide in with with their their gay shit and, and to so, like ha- talk about like a shit it's about like having a shared experience exactly and nobody has a more shared experience like ostensibly arguably than Harper and Riley exactly so the fact that 10 years have gone by and they're they don't have any relationship shows me that Harper sucks and they obviously <laughs> see each other at least once a year during yeah, the holidays yeah exactly like that was something I noticed and jotted down because I was like you know it Granted, not everyone has relationships with their exes, nor should they, and that's something we can explore in another episode. And not every, like, lesbian is going to have sex with her current girlfriend's ex-girlfriend (laughs) because she's mad at her, though it wouldn't be, like, disbelievable in any way to integrate that into a storyline. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, that was something that stuck out to me where I was like, oh, yes, I know know the writers don't mean for us to, to be taking this from the movie but this is what I'm taking you know like like I don't think they're trying to write Harper as a sh- like a sh- the shitty person that she clearly is yeah well yeah it like lacked a degree of self-awareness to me which was yes. like surprising you know yeah. it was like nobody like sat back and looked at the script or like when it was I don't know in post-production or maybe they did and say like oh we're at risk of this reading a certain way or maybe it reading a certain way or, and being like in part controversial is good for it because like here we are continue we watch it twice and now we're like talking about it for hours on end yeah, you know yeah yeah so like it definitely like sparked a lot of debate and discussion but I want to talk about like what happened at Freddy's and the events oh, okay. like leading up to okay. it I want to just right before I, I'm, I'm almost at my Freddy's okay character. okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Again, not totally shitting on the movie. I love that the bar was called Fratty. Uh, like, yes. Like, that is amazing. I have a line in my notes that says, any lesbian should dump a girlfriend who goes to a bar like Fratty's. <laughs> I was being a little harsh. Go ahead. It's just, like, going back to Riley, just her interactions with Abby are just so night and day from Harper. Harper, who's supposed to love her. Like, she's... She's kind and warm and empathetic yeah. and like full of grace and can tell like the moment Abby shows a little discomfort in the conversation, she immediately pivots and like she immediately respects. She's like, oh, here is a boundary. Let me respect well, that that's boundary. What, yes. And what I was going to say is it seems like Riley and Harper share a common language in a way that Harper Riley, and Riley Harper? and Abby. It seems like <laughs> Riley and Abby like share a common language in a way that Harper and Abby do not. Mm -hmm. Like, they are just, like, able to relate to each other and, like, and pick up on each other's nuances. And I think a lot of those... Chemistry. 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 Yeah, they really do. They have, like, undeniable... And maybe they weren't intended to have that much chemistry, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's kind of, like, just the what happened with those two actors. Yeah. So, segueing into Fratties, what... what, what, Pre-Fratties... (laughs) <laughs> pre-fratties well pre-fratties doesn't abby get disinvited yes, from the party because a, she's yes. framed for stealing yeah, so she is framed for shoplifting gets disinvited and this another moment where i'm just so angry watching this movie because harper is just like oh you can't come Ooh, oh, like, that sucks sorry like and it's like, okay. Stick up for your fucking girlfriend yeah. who, like, is about to maybe be your fiancé, like, as it was being set up to us. Exactly. Like, tell your parents, she didn't do shit, I'm staying home with this her. This is bullshit. Or she's coming, you know, like. What but the- then why would you be, like, so defensive about somebody who is just your roommate, you know? Yeah. 
Exactly, but still, fuck yeah. that. Like, yeah, like fuck just, that. And just the way she did it, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've experienced something I don't, like that. I don't know if I have, yeah. but I've definitely, definitely been like uninvited to somewhere, and it like hurt. And a that's lot. so. And feeling like cast out in that, a no place where your you're back. staying, where like yeah. you don't even know anyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Yeah. So she's left to fend for herself, and like just dealt with like a severe rejection, and like not being, you know, not being understood and by the person she loves and so harper tries to like smooth out these edges by saying listen so i'm supposed to go to this bar later with some friends but i want to meet up with you so meet us at the bar either we'll stay or me and you will do something Mm. but bottom line i want to i want to be with you tonight it's about you and me yeah that's what she says yes right yes Fast forward to Ferretti's. Well, let me just say first that Abby left this really fun dive bar where fucking Ben De La Creme and Jinx Monsoon were performing in bumfuck USA. What are even the odds of that? <laughs> <laughs> She's with Riley. Like, they're having a great time. They're taking shots. Riley moves over to Abby's side oh, of the booth. Man, they like, they're singing together. It had all of the earmarks of like a real change of course and a very great evening. That was a day I want to be on. I know. And it's so cool that Riley is this like serious, like extremely well-regarded doctor and can still fucking get her rocks off in a dive bar like yeah. watching a drag show. Unwind I love fun, that. Be silly, be playful. Yes, Abby leaves to go back to her girlfriend who is at this shitty bar with, like, all of her shitty hometown friends. Yeah, like, none of whom she's out to. With, and, like, it, I, listen, I know everywhere in the country is different and it can be difficult to be out. But I'm like, really? In 2020, Harper's not out to any of these like, people? Like, I get to, your, to her parents because she thought if she came out to her parents... They would consider her no longer perfect in their eyes and stop loving her. Yeah, the her. family stuff. I, 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 mean, I, I understand. understand. I understand all of it, but like, aren't they in Pittsburgh I, or something? I came she... out to my friends before I came out to my parents. Yeah, Not, I mean, it was like it happened in like very quickly in relationship yeah. to each other. Yes. But yeah, same. I was out to my friends before my. Parents I think it was too. an easier water to test. You know. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, my friends were all like. Gay anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's I mean, true. No, they weren't all gay, but, uh, right, for but, sure. But like, we were, you know, like our, our our social group was like friends with the gay kids. So yeah, like, like progressive. I was just now cool. another one of them. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So she's at Fratties with these people, none of whom she's out to at all. Which is, which again, is fine. That's fine. However, what comes next is not fine to me. Ever. At all, whether you honestly, whether you're out like that, really struck a chord with me. Oh, me too. Because it's like even Ooh, if, mm-hmm. even if they were at a gay bar and everyone there was gay and Harper was totally out, you don't tell your partner like tonight's a night about me and you. I made plans to meet up with these people, but come meet us. And if you're not into it, me and you will do something. Especially when she's just had an extremely shitty, traumatic day, exactly. and is in a place where she doesn't is like know doesn't know anybody, like has no footing whatsoever. Yeah. So Abby gets there, Harper pays her no attention, and then is somehow surprised when Abby's like, "Oh, you know what? I think I'm not into staying here longer." And she's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, I'm gonna stay with like Connor. Yes. Like that, that to, that to me, I think that's when I really yelled at the television. That and that to me is break upable. Like I would, I would, I like 
I don't know why it struck a chord in me. Much like the paint. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't really mammalian. It was just more like, no, when you tell me I'm the priority and you've just rejected me and I'm in a place where I don't know anyone and I come to this bar and try and hang out with you and your friends, but then you don't pay any attention to me. Not only like, do I come to this bar, but I like leave this very cute situation. Yeah, and like, and then and then you ignore me, and then when I leave, instead of doing what you said you were gonna do and spend the night with me and spend time with me, you stick around with your ex boyfriend. Nope. Bye. But Have fun with your ex boyfriend. That's another situation where I was like, why isn't Abby like fucking like? freaking out or if not freaking out like maybe she's a more calm and controlled person than I am and if so that's great but you take your girlfriend outside and say like no we need to have a talk about this right now you know and what and 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 what makes it worse to me is that Abby gets home I think I yeah gets home texts home safe night no no that's not it that's what Harper texts uh she said she's like all right um I'm going to go home and, like, you know, text me when you get home or something like that. Let me know you got home safe. Yeah. So Abby gets home and is in bed and is just like, hey, I love you. Harper doesn't answer. Hours pass. Hours pass. Hours pass. Harper gets home to something a.m. After being with what's-his-name. Yeah, after being with with Fratty and um, (laughs) texts her back, home safe, night. No, I love you. It's no, like, as though you. she did something wrong. Exactly. And if, then if the I next up, morning. If I woke up to that text, at, if, it, if it's 8 a.m. and I wake up and I see a text after I texted my girlfriend. Yeah. Have a good night. I love you. And The third later, time I would have been the fuck out of there. Hours later, it just says, home safe, night. No, I love you back. Okay, well, that means you don't love me back. Okay, time to call the thousand dollar Uber. Yeah, it's not like your parents, her parents or her friends are like hovering over her phone while yeah. she writes that text message. It's like when all of the lights go off and you're alone in the in your own room in the dark. Like, who the fuck? What kind of person are you? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! That's when people show their truest colors. Like nobody is observing you here, girl. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh. That yes. That and like is. maybe she just still has like a lot of trauma and hangups to work through, but. You need to be responsible to the person you're in a relationship with at that point and just be like, look, like I have some some stuff I have to work through on my own. Yeah. Then in the morning. Yes, thank you. Yes, please pick it up in the morning. <laughs> Harper says Abby is suffocating her and then says to Abby, you agreed to this. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah. First of all. You sold her a false bill of goods. Yes. She did not agree that... You dropped this like a shit bomb in her (laughs) lap in the car when you were 20 fucking minutes away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That pissed me off. And then she was... Didn't she say like she needed space or something? Yeah, she says she needed space. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay, well, it'd be a lot easier to give you space if you had just come here by your closet itself and not dragged me here, you fucking bitch. (laughs) That to me was like... Yeah, yeah. And like, and I loved it when the gay BFF called her and was like, listen, come home. This is bullshit. Come yes. home. Uh, I'm like, come home. And she's like, Abby is like, no, I think I'll stick it out. It's only two days. I'm like, no, you do not stick it out for two days. You make your shitty girlfriend buy you the $1,000 Uber home. Yeah, she's so she successful and accomplished. Yeah, yeah, let her parents she can fucking pay, pay for her $1,000 Uber. Yeah, like, I would, I would be like, Listen, I have some information you don't want them to know. Pay for my thousand dollar Uber, yeah. or I'm going to get the megaphone out and like yes. have Jane paint 
a, like a portrait of us having like scissoring. Like, yeah, like that would be the way you come out to your parents. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, this family sucks. This family sucks. But Abby is like way too fucking understanding and way too good for Harper. Like, she gives her so many fucking chances. And then when Harper sets a boundary with Abby that she needs space, even though it's like, to me, so ridiculous and inappropriate, you know what Abby does? She gives her fucking space. When Abby then tries to break up with Harper and says like, doesn't say right out, but like it's very much implied that she needs space. What does Harper do? Not give her any fucking stalks space. Her life. Stalks her life and makes everything about Harper. Yeah, exactly. And like, there was some point I think at, at this point where Abby said something like, "I need like like you're not ready." I'm like, "Hey, do you know who is ready? Her name is Riley, and she's extremely sexy and charming, accomplished. And like, yeah, like I." Where is my Riley is what I want to know. <laughs> or maybe I'll be someone's Riley. I think you would <laughs> definitely be someone's Riley. Mm. Well, honestly, not even Abby. I feel like I feel like Riley, you know, as much as I love them together, I'm like, no, Riley deserves even better than that. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, like, she needs somebody, like, <laughs> with a little bit of a backbone. I'm well, sorry. Skipping ahead to the end, 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 is that, like, you know, at the very end, it's, like, showing, like, pictures in the future now, and... There's, like, some scene the next year, and Riley's in it with, like, Clea Duval, the director's, like, arm around her. So I'm like, are we, like, is that who she's, is that her girlfriend? <laughs> I thought, I was like, I was like, if I directed the movie, I too would be doing that. Yes, <laughs> but, like, I just really, like, it was, it was just very brief in the ending credits, and I was like, Oh, no one Riley. can get Riley yeah. except for Clea Duvall. She's like the puppet master, she, like, like orchestrating. Oh, yeah, like, she's like in the fa- inserting herself in the family picture. Yeah, I like honestly, I would do exactly that as well. That's that's another thing about the movie I really like because it's like just on the screen for a second, and it's just I was like, oh, cute. Riley has a girlfriend. I was like, wait a minute, didn't she direct the movie? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> That was amazing. Um, anyway. She, I mean, I don't know that she was necessarily itching to insert herself, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it certainly seemed that way. Um, um, I do want to talk about really quickly when Dan Levy arrives at the holiday party and like Tipper. First of all, the mom's name is Tipper. Isn't the dad's name Ted? Aren't their names Ted and Tipper? I mean, I don't. I I, I know the mom's I, name is Tipper because we were like like Tipper Gore. Yeah. Like, I tried to pay them as little mind as I possibly could, especially the dad. Yeah. Um, like, I can sometimes deal with, like, a cunty villainess, but, like, yeah. him, I was like, get out And of she here. was, like, really snatched and, like, hot. And Dan Levy was like, oh, my God, she's everything. She loves but, her karate or something. Yeah, her karate. She, she could never, never give in her karate fantasy. That was, like, her her example of, like, feeling oppressed. Yeah, she, her, her, she never her got... iPad photos. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> But when Dan Levy arrives at the fucking party, like, she doesn't know Dan Levy is gay right off the bat. She, like, believes this narrative that Dan Levy is Kristen Stewart's ex-boyfriend. Like, just like she doesn't know Kristen Stewart is gay right off the fucking bat. 
Yeah, yeah. What, like, insane, like, island of denial do you live on? I would love to take a moment to praise, again, more praise, not just shitting, praise, um, <laughs> <laughs> praise Kristen Stewart's wardrobe in that movie. Yeah. I want all of it for it was every so formal occasion. I think I mentioned in, like, our Dyke fashion episode where I have such a difficult time with formal wear. Yeah. Because it's just so gendered and I just don't feel comfortable in, like, a suit and I don't feel comfortable in a dress. Funny, because you're wearing a tuxedo right now. And a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. Um, <laughs> shirt came from Kate Brown. Thanks, friend. Um, <laughs> I, too, have a lot of shirts that came from Kate Brown. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Loved her wardrobe. I was just like, oh, I have to, like, make note of this the next time I need some formal wear. Yeah. Would you wear that, like, kind of skinny, like, tie thing that she... Remember? Yeah, I and think I would. I, I think that would look Maybe so good wedding. on you. Oh, yes. <laughs> And that's, that's, that's probably the next time I'll need formal attire. Yes. Everybody's you're asking okay us, with me wearing this. Oh, by the way, since we recorded our... Not since we recorded our... Well, I guess, oh, yes. Shit, yeah. Immediately oh. after we recorded our last... Our last episode was a distraction for the planning of my engagement. Yeah, it was a decoy episode that turned into a real episode. It turned into a real episode. I had to distract Leah while her fiancé, then-girlfriend, was, like, setting up an elaborate, beautiful, like, fall witchy proposal. And, on Halloween. Yeah, on on Halloween, full moon, and I was just like, yeah, I'll distract her for two hours. Well, I'll just pretend we're recording a, an episode, and then we recorded And then the we episode. really did, and I think it came out great. I do, too. I They weren't ready for us yet, though, and then I was like... No, Leah, hold on. I need to, we need to record it. I, there, I was like, there's something I there's wanted something to say. There's something I wanted to say about like costumes and queerness. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That did not make, that the, did not make the way <laughs> into like, the episode. Oh, fuck, they're not ready yet. Anyway, so congratulations to Leah. Newly Thank engaged. you so much. Uh, her, and Jill will be dressing like Kristen Stewart in The Happiest yeah, Season catch, at my wedding. Catch the pictures that I'm sure Leah will post, and I'll do my best uh, uh, Abby impersonation only wardrobe. Yeah. Only wardrobe. Yes. I, I I would like to think I'm not as much of a doormat as Abby. No, um, in no way, shape, or form. Um, not that she's a. I don't like calling her. I don't. No, like, I don't she's like not a doormat. Like that. I, I think she's just like very understanding to a fault, perhaps. Yeah. And really loves her girlfriend also For to a fault, reason. perhaps. Yeah. At, in many instances, at the expense of truly loving herself. If yeah. you ask me. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to say about... Oh, you know what I do want to say about this? Is uh, really proud of my lesbian credentials because, this, like, the last song... Not the song that was playing when the credits were rolling, but, like, the wrapping everything up denouement song mm. was, a Tegan, was, like, a Tegan and yes! holiday jam. And you pegged and, it. like, the second it came on, I was, like... I, like, turned to, like, Leah and uh, Lori and was just like... <gasps> Taking the Sarah Christmas music, and they were like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "I am positive." And I think like Lori or someone must have looked someone it up. like shazammed it or yeah, something. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, like don't don't fuck with my my dyke ear." Wait, I do want to say something else. So I'm not done with my rant because <laughs> when Abby threatens to leave, oh no. When the sister outs Harper, Harper tells her this is like oh, yeah, her, I about this that. is this is something that we need to talk about. Yes. Because this is Harper's oppor- opportunity. I hate to say come clean mm-hmm. because that makes it sound like her lesbian like her being a lesbian is wrong and it's not. 
But, like, instead of using that as, like, a springboard to tell the truth about herself, especially, like, when I was in the closet, I always just wanted somebody to ask me if I was gay. Mm. Because to me, that was, like, easier than, like, making this whole, like, what I thought was going to be a grand pronouncement. Like, I just wanted to fucking answer a question. I didn't want to say it myself. Mikey did that for me. And in the way she did it was even better than asking if I was gay. Because sometimes I think that can be almost, like, an attack. Yeah. Like, are you gay? it really put you on the spot sure Mikey phrased it have you ever thought about dating women I love I yeah. love Mikey yeah me too I mean, she's, she's the best she really is the best but like that's like that was like just the like ooh the finesse ooh the yes. finesse so good you can tell Chef she's, she's <laughs> thought about that yeah. in advance cause it's like yeah when someone asks you straight out like straight out mm, <laughs> but like are, are you gay like that can be a little um, aggressive yeah, I don't think in my scenario of somebody asking me if I was gay, that's not how I like envisioned it. Yeah. I envisioned like somebody putting like a companionable hand on my <laughs> shoulder and being like, you can tell me type of a thing. Fucking regardless, it doesn't matter. Because when the sister outed Harper and then Harper was like, no, I'm not a lesbian in front of Abby. Yeah, that was shitty. That yes. Was shitty. And that that's, was... that was like right before they destroyed Jane's painting. But yeah. it's like. That was, yeah, that was again, I'm like, I'm like, this was really the straw that broke the camel's back. But like, it, that's, it just happened. There were so many, my, like my, I had like five backs that were broken yeah because it was just like straw broken straw yes. broken straw bro- like, totally I, I i was just like this is your moment this is your time you know it's gonna happen you know like you know like there's no going back pandora's box has been opened yes like, like, just, just fucking say yes own it. you have a ride home like damn levy has a car <laughs> yeah no you don't need no thousand dollar ubers if you're disinherited yeah you, like, seriously you have a ride, girl. you're free now yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was, mm, ooh, yeah. And then, I mean, the final, 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 like, worst insult to injury is when Abby decides to leave and Harper, instead of giving Abby the time to, like, pro- like giving her the space she deserves, mm-hmm. after this whole insane situation, like, follows her to the gas station and, like, kind of, like, backs her up against the corner about getting back together with her, knowing the type of person that Abby is, that she will say yes, and she does. And I think we're supposed to see it as, like, the grand gesture, where, like, Harper comes clean about how difficult it is in in her family situation. And, like, I have a lot of sympathy to that. Like, again, is, like, my issues with this movie have nothing to do with her being closeted. Yes, exact same. I would... We would never... Stand in judgment of that. No. I mean, even, you know, like we say, like, you know, like, everyone should come out when they're ready. And if it's safe, like, safety is so important when it comes to coming out. But, like, yes. for me, I'm like, I don't even care if you're ready. You know, like, never come out if you don't want to. You know, yeah. That's, that, like, everyone's coming out is 100% their own business. However, when, when you drag someone else into yeah. that, you have to respect their boundaries. Yes. And she just... Just and you have to take responsibility when you fail to do that. Yeah, and and fictional character of Clea Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening. Oh, no, no. It's just like the way Harper is is just again, I don't I don't think I think her missteps have nothing to do with her being closeted. I no, think her missteps me neither. have to do with having a really selfish, self-involved self-centered shitty character me too and like and that's my issue with the movie is that we're supposed to be rooting for this outcome where it's like cool you're 
dating a piece of shit. <laughs> and like, just for the record, I mean, maybe that that maybe that is realistic. And maybe this is a controversial thing to say, but like, coming out does not absolve a shitty person of being a shitty person. Mm-hmm. And like, if Harper thinks by coming out, all of her problems are solved, and like. Abby just forgives her and like that was the only issue in their relationship like these are themes that are going to continue to resurface time and time again not like her being in the closet but like yeah. I think her being like narcissistic and self-centered and like when her girlfriend tells her a gentle no or like expresses in a subtle way her like feelings of discomfort she has to learn how to listen to that yeah because she's ne- never going to be one to like stamp her foot down and say no And Mm -hmm. she should already know that after a year. Like, learn your partner's communication style and, like, be sensitive to it. Yeah. Something that I have trouble with in real life and in watching movies like this (laughs) is, like, okay. So I decided that Harper is a shitty person. But let's just say it's a little more gray, right? Sure. Like, Harper is a specific type of person and Abby is another specific type of person. And maybe in some ways their personalities complement each other. And to me, as an outside observer, I'm like, Harper isn't considering Abby's feelings. Harper's all about herself. Harper just centers herself on anti- when in every situation. And then I'm like, Abby's a bit of a doormat. Abby isn't advocating for herself. Abby... And part of me is like, well, maybe that dynamic works for them. Yes. Maybe... maybe and, it doesn't work for me, and it, it and it apparently just like a little bit like sub dom kind of a thing, and and it's difficult because I I see that in real life too with like you know straight couples as well as gay couples where yeah. you, you know like I there was this couple who are no longer together haven't been together for like ten years if not more um, this couple I knew in my twenties and um, yeah they would like get into these like weird fights in public. And for a while, myself and some of my and my friends would be like, "Oh, they don't have a healthy relationship." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, maybe that's just how they do foreplay, and like maybe maybe that's the relationship they both of them mutually want." Yeah, and that's not a relationship. And that serves them. But on the other hand, like maybe that's being a bit of an apology. You know, like I don't know. Like at the end of the day, no one's relationship is my business ever, unless it's like a really good friend of mine who's like being abused. abused sure, but, and um, like also. We were given a very sort of like objective bird's eye view into this fictional relationship. And I think like if anybody saw like all of the private moments in any given relationship, there would be like things to critique and certain patterns that would like very obviously come to light that probably wouldn't otherwise. However, there are also things that in my opinion were like objectively problematic about this relationship. The way it was told in this film, the way it was handled in this film, the way... You know, I don't want to like continue to pick it apart for the sake of picking it apart. Yeah. But I also think that like we've like as a queer community of like especially like lesbians have like wanted and yearned for representation so long and so often. And when we get it, I mean, I don't think we should be faulted for like wanting it to be good and fair and like start a better, like, an interesting conversation around, like, what is this piece of media doing? Yeah, and and I also, I, I, for myself at least, can have it, like, I can, I can, I can watch something with two different eyes. I can be, a yes. mind, you know, like, 
you know how like you ever, you ever see that onion article where it's like woman takes 30 minute break from being feminist to watch television show or something <laughs> yeah and like that's kind of like how i am where it's like i just live with like the compartmentalization of like i'm gonna enjoy this and I'm also going to recognize that it's shitty. Yes. And I can do both. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, not, like I'm never going to find, just watch perfect media. Like, that doesn't exist. Right. And, and and I can say, we should do better. And I can also say, I like this thing, even though it's stupid. I you think know? both like, are important. I think we have a right to enjoy, like, what little problematic, like, very whitewashed, conventionally attractive representation that we are given and I also think we have a right to criticize it and I think it's in that it's in both the appreciation and the criticizing then that 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 media like grows in its ability to like represent a true experience yeah you know I think like if we never critiqued anything if we just sat back and said like oh this was like an imminently satisfying movie to me and I like see nothing wrong about it then like maybe eventually we wouldn't get like a queer movie that a queer holiday movie that feels better or maybe we already did and it's Carol (laughs) (laughs) and we should have just like stopped there yeah oh I love that movie I love that I think it bears mentioning that immediately after Jill and I watched the happiest season on Thanksgiving we like segued directly into Carol which I I had never seen before at the time. I know. I I was shocked that you hadn't seen it, and I was so humbled and honored that I got to be there as you watched it for the first time. I've I've seen it a number of times now. One of which was on a plane, and they cut out the sex scene, and I was extremely angry. That's bullshit. I was like in my Xanax phase, like getting ready to like watch some women making yeah, out. with like your little bottle of Sutter home. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you have pegged me to a T. <laughs> and then it just like skipped it. I was like, excuse me, American Airlines, I will be filing a complaint. Yes, I would like a refund. Like I just hop, put my parachute on. <laughs> I'm like, bye. <laughs> I did find myself like grafting happiest season like plot lines and scenarios onto Carol and I was just like Carol would never ever treat Therese that way can you imagine Carol was a woman of conviction and it was ostensibly and arguably harder I mean no I don't even want to say that but this was the 40s like the narrative and the conversation around being a queer person was not what it is right now they were both so decisive with their feelings Towards each towards other. Towards each other. Even though, and they would, like, they would say, like, I don't know, any, you know, like, 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 yeah, they're, they're steadfast. I yes. love that. And, and that's and they, what, that's what I didn't like about Harper is because she wasn't steady. I don't like, I don't like, and I She had wavery, like she had slippery morals. Like, you yeah. could never get a grasp on, like, what was really important to her. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was something that I, I loved about Carol. Me too. You <laughs> right. knew. You could get a grasp on Carol right from the start. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's my kind of Christmas movie. I know. <laughs> I, I need to go home and watch Carol again. Yeah, I, I will probably be watching it at least maybe two more times this month. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> I haven't like watched so much like queer cinema that I should have watched. Like, what was the movie, the queer movie with Kate Winslet? Oh, I haven't seen that either. I don't think I've ever seen her I did. We did see Nurse Ratchet and the, Horn- the Haunting of Blind Manor. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that second one you mentioned. It was really good. But again, like, all white, conventionally attractive lesbians. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Carol, but at least it's more of a period piece. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know if that means anything. But like, no. I'm like, I like it better, so I'm going to find excuses. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Oh, what a movie. Love that movie. Except for Harge. 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 Hargery. Well, what I kept thinking was, like, Carol would never leave Therese at home to go out for shitty drinks at Fratty's with Harge. And that is the type of dyke you deserve. In 2021. and May we all find our carols. May we all find our carols who will tell Harge to fuck off. Like, even at the expense of, like, having custody of our own fucking child. Yeah. I mean, we're, not everybody is a carol, you know. She's, like, very much an exception to the rule, but we can strive. Yeah, and I would also like to mention, even though this episode isn't about carol, if, <laughs> if you happen to watch carol, just notice when she walks into the store to meet Therese for the first time, she literally is dressed like a vulva. Like And has, like in many times throughout the yeah, movie. But she yeah. has like this yeah, like she has like this like billowing roughly like pink blouse <laughs> that's like encased in a fur coat. Yeah. And then like 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 a like a pink like pillbox hat like representing the clit. Like it's, it's like on it's just, the like, nose. Blonde. I'm like, cool, she's a walking vulva. I already love this movie. Yes, like. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's perfect. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you have watched it, watch it watch again. Watch it again. That's again, our again, advice again. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the key takeaway from our happiest season episode. <laughs> watch Go watch Carol. No, I, I will I will though. Like like I am totally filing happiest Wait. Happiest season. Happiest season. <laughs> happiest holiday. Happiest season. Like, I'm gonna watch this every year. Oh, me too. And will like indignantly pick it apart every year. Like that's one of the best parts about it. It's being now a, a holiday tradition. Yeah, like like I do that with every movie. So like I'm gonna enjoy this every year. Like I'll probably be over at like Leah and Lori sometimes like like next year. Yeah, like next week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey I'm coming over. Can we watch Happiest Season? And we'll probably always follow it up with Carol. Yeah, it's a good palate cleanser. Yeah, it really is. In that, like, <laughs> order. You can't, like, reverse the order. No, no, you can't. Um, so. So, at any rate, happy holidays to you all. Yeah, Thank you so much for a, tuning in and listening to this rant. It's a, it's a, it's a weird, I know these, the, the holiday season can be fraught, and this year probably more so. Yes. So we hope that us being pedantic and petty, petty and salty, <laughs> But, like, also, there was praise there. I don't yeah. know if you heard it, but there was praise. Yes. Um, <laughs> we made it a point to mark it. I, I hope maybe uh, you can, you can in, in, enjoy it. This brought the, some the levity, perhaps. So, yeah. yeah. Some, some Dan levity. Some Dan levity. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back again soon. We have, we're, we're full of ideas. What else do we have to do this winter? Exactly. For, like, avoid coronavirus until we get a vaccine. Yeah. So now and always, lesbians are miracles. miracles.